This is the Pirate Radio Podcast. And welcome into the Pirate Radio Podcast. I am Shirley Rhodes. On February 13th, we had a chance to visit with college baseball insider, the big donkey, Stephen Schock. All right, let's head out to the Pirate Radio Live Line. Joining us, you know, it's the start of baseball season uh, when we get the big donkey on. Stephen Schock, who joins us here on Pirate Radio Live, the honorary pirate. Stephen, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. You know, there's no better time of the year, and I'm a firm believer of that. I'll stand by that statement all the time. <laughs> yes, sir. And, uh, Stephen, last time we talked to you on this show, the Pirates were heading into Charlottesville for the Charlottesville Regional, uh, where East Carolina picked up two uh, pretty easy wins over Oklahoma. Uh, so we were happy about that. But a couple of losses to those uh, Virginia Cavaliers that you know a lot about. But uh, take us back to, to that Regional. That was a fun one, Stephen. You saw your Cavs get the win, but the Pirates were game. Had bases loaded. Uh, Jacob Starling up, a chance to tie it. And, uh, boy, just got under under one that uh, would have made it real interesting there last year. Yeah, it was just such a good set of games, too. It was, the fans really got what they paid for, honestly. I I know ECU fans were upset with how it ended, but I don't think anyone was disappointed with the performance either team brought for that for that whole set, to be honest with you. Like, we as fans, like, I just kept looking around at the park and thinking, like, one, it's awesome how many people are here from both sides. A lot of ECU fans travel well. They'll travel well. I'll give you all that. <laughs> and, uh, I just remember looking around thinking how cool it is that everybody here cares so much and got to witness this. Awesome stuff. Uh, the big donkey, Stephen Shock, joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. And, uh, Stephen, you uh, – have been here to Clark LeClaire, had an awesome behind-the-scenes video, getting to talk to the players, check out the facilities, and go one-on-one with Cliff Goblin. So what's uh, you're, you're you're an outsider from the sense you uh, you went to Virginia uh, and never played here, obviously, at East Carolina. But again, like I said, you're an honorary pirate, and you've really embraced the pirate mentality. Uh, what's your take on this program ran by Cliff Goblin? I just, I, I really love the way he does it, the way he runs things, and the ways that we see how happy everyone who goes there truly is with their college decision. Because, you know, it's hard making a decision when you're, you know, 14 to 16 years old about your future. And so seeing all these guys get get rewarded and really, you know, year after year, you hear their seniors talk about how much they loved being there and how much they're going to miss it. And every school you'll get that. But there at ECU, it feels like they mean it just a little bit more. Like, being around the team, the closeness of the team was really cool to witness just how well the group gets along together. Not only gets along together, but also just truly loves being around each other. Steven, who are some of your favorites uh, on this team? A lot to choose from, a lot of great personalities, obviously a lot of great players. What Pirates are you keeping an eye on in 2024? So Treya Savage, of course, being All-American and getting those accolades helps. But for me, the reason I want to watch him, of course, is his last name is Savage, and he's playing for the Pirates, which is just too good <laughs> of a setup, if you ask. That's a perfect Captain Savage. Like, I, w- I would go swab the deck for Captain Savage. I-, I don't entirely know what that entails, but I would do it. Um, Cam Clonch is another guy who I've always just really loved watching the way he swings it. He takes really mature that I think are fun to watch. And Jacob Starling, of course, he's got one of the smoothest swings in college baseball. And he had a lot of pop last year. So that's why I'm even more excited because having more than already having a lot 
that equals a lot of power, a lot of home runs. And then, of course, Jacob Jenkins Coward. I can't, I can't go five minutes talking about ECU without bringing him up. Just his defense and his offense combined are so much fun to watch. I know last year was a down year offensively for him, and he hit, I think, just below or right around 300. So if that's a down year, even if he just has an average year, that's super exciting. So there, there's a lot to be excited about around this ECU lineup, and a lot, lot of talent, a lot of good, a lot of good personalities too. Steven Shock, the Big Donkey, joining us, Pirate Radio Live line here on a Tuesday edition of Pirate Radio Live. East Carolina opening the season with Ryder coming up on Friday. Steven, uh, you're, you're kind of you're like a college baseball nomad. You just kind of show up here and there, and you have a blast uh, along the way, no matter where you are. We hope to see you at Clark LeClaire this year. But what is your you know role this year with college baseball? What you've already put out a ton of previews, your own shows, you're talking about it. What are you going to be doing the season this year uh, that we need to keep an eye on? So this season, of course, we'll have the Shock Factor podcast on the D1 Baseball Network, which I always recommend listening to, even if you're just like, I don't really like college baseball a ton. I only like it a little bit. I think we do a good job of catering to fans of all all passions and all skill levels. Obviously, we're diehard. So we'll be doing that two times a week, but also throughout the season, just traveling around to different games really trying to capture the different college baseball environments you can get across the nation because while the game is very similar in the sense that a lot of these players have similar experiences and similar setups where, you know, the school invests the same amount of money and all of that, I want to showcase that everywhere you go in college baseball, you're going to get something a little bit different, but it's always going to be a lot of fun. Steven, uh, I like to ask Aaron Fid. We talked to him last week. Uh, this question going into every year, I want to get your take on it. How how top heavy is college baseball? Are there overwhelming favorites, or you know, is there parity? East Carolina kind of coming into the season ranked in the teens uh, in all the polls, including the D one baseball polls. So, how, how legit of a shot do they have to make it to Omaha and win it? Uh, are there are there tiers? You know, how do you think it all plays out at the top of the the standings this year? Yeah, I think this year it's interesting because this year is really the year we're seeing all the after effects of COVID where, you know, the draft is shortened, more high schoolers are making it to college campuses. So the general pool of talent in college baseball, the quantity and quality is better than it's ever been before. And so I think the parity is going to be less than it has been in years before. But I do still think the teams at the top are going to be pretty clearly at the top. Like, I mean, we look at a team like Wake Forest, if they could lose one or two of their starting arms and still potentially be a number one seeded team. So the top is super loaded. But then again, you get to teams like 30 through 50, they're also super stacked. Those are teams that could lose one or two pitchers as well and still be in top consideration. So I really do think that the the talent in general is better than it's always been. It's always going to end up getting better just as we learn more about developing and better ways to train in baseball. But I, I think the gap between the best and the worst is not going to be as large as it has been in years past, just because I think of that influx of talent in the college level. 
Talking some college baseball with the big donkey, Stephen Shock, joining us. And uh, Stephen, when you're when you're there pitching for Virginia, kind of making a name for yourself uh, in Omaha as a pitcher, as a personality, I, I'm curious, like what what was your post baseball plan then, and how close was that to what you're doing today? Uh, because it it kind of be tough to prepare and say, here's what I'm going to do when I'm out of school and have the life you have right now. So uh, did it all just kind of fall into your lap? I know you've worked for it and earned it, but was all this in the cards for you or did it all just kind of happen for you? Yeah, no, I, I'm one of the people you'll speak to that very is very fortunate that they get to truly live their dream. I uh, never saw any of this coming. I really like, I thought having a platform to talk about baseball would be super cool. And I was right. It is super cool. I just had no idea about how to get to it. Uh, My plan before my interview happened, I had a job lined up in Wilmington, North Carolina with uh, Rob Nen State Farm. So I'll give him a free ad because I never actually worked for him. (laughs) Rob Nen. Um, (laughs) But, uh, so I was going to go work a State Farm job, and then I had the interview happen, and I was like, okay, I'm probably actually never going to do that. I'm just going <laughs> to try to talk about baseball. And it, it, it's been a lot of work. There's been a lot of, you know, breaking into the industry is always tough. I was fortunate to where I had a bit of a head start to where I could kind of transition pretty easily. Um, but at the same time, I think the reason that the platform has stayed the way it's had is just because, you know, I, I think about state farm insurance just about every day and think about the fact that that could have been my life, that my life could have been not this super fun job where I get to be around college baseball. Like there was a real reality where none of this happens and I don't even, you know, get to talk about college baseball or even really think about college baseball that much after doing it. So I, I just kind of approach every day with that gratitude and that thankfulness of I don't know how I got here. Um, I know I just kind of put my nose down and went to work, but I'm super grateful that I got here. And that, that's an awesome story. And uh, yeah, you're. Your love for it shows uh, in everything that you do and looking forward to following you uh, throughout this season, going to different ballparks and, of course, your podcast there with D1. And uh, College baseball still feels a little niche, certainly not here in Greenville uh, with East Carolina, certainly not if you follow Aaron and the guys at D1 baseball. It feels very mainstream in that regard. But, Stephen, do you feel like – with the emergence of ESPN Plus, um, with with more TV games and things like that, baseball is becoming a, a little more mainstream in the college ranks? Yeah, I think just with having that access to it is so valuable because, you know, even if it's a bad stream of game, people want to see it. So, it, it like, back in my day when I was playing at App State, like, I don't know if we had any games on. Like, I think our – our season opener against Coastal Carolina was on TV, and that was it. Yeah. Um, so, like, the game has changed so much, so quickly. Like, I remember the year every every team started going to ESPN Plus was my redshirt year in 2017. So that was cool because I got to watch so, so many games. But I remember thinking, like, how weird is this that, like, I'm playing in a day and age where the game's growing this much that people are caring where networks are actually investing in presenting it to people. So while I do think it is on the cusp of mainstream and it's not there yet, 
I'm hoping that one day it will be, and I know I'm not going to stop until it's, you know, every dinner someone mentioning what happened in college baseball. That's my end goal here. There you go. Uh, Stephen Shock joining us, the big donkey. Stephen, uh, if you were a pirate on the high seas, uh, what would you name your ship? Have you ever thought of that? Oh, uh, jeez. I, hmm, I think the donkey barge would be good <laughs> because I, I think with pirates, I think where I would thrive, is physicality and brutality aren't my aren't my game like i could i could do it if need be but that, that's not the way i like to rock i'm more of a charisma type of guy <laughs> so i think on the high seas, if i'm on the donkey's barge like people are going to come through and they're going to be like okay the donkey's barge is here that's fine like it's fine he's approaching we're just going to say what's up to our friend steve maybe have a glass of rum or two depending on where the night takes us and be on our merry way. Whereas other ships, it's like, oh, this ship's coming. It's like, oh, ready the cannon. I don't want that. That's not the energy I want to bring with me, you know? Yeah. So I think the donkey's barge, it, it, it portrays that image of, okay, this is a peaceful boat. This is a good guy. It's like a Tommy Bahama pirate boat. I'm telling you, this guy's a pirate from a different mother. Uh, we, we welcome you into the, the pirate nation for sure. Uh, Big Donkey, appreciate you joining us today, man. Have a blast this college baseball season, and uh, we'll try to track you down. Maybe we'll talk uh, once again at the end of the year like we did last year. That was fun. So uh, we appreciate it. We'll be tuned into the podcast and keeping up with you at Big Donkey 47 on X. Uh, anything else you need to plug today? Honestly, yeah. Just if you follow my Instagram and Steven underscore shock if you can find out how to type my last name um, where I'll just provide essentially what's on my Twitter but you don't have to read it so save yourself some time there you go Steven thank you man appreciate it man of course thank you very much for having me I'm excited for this season it's going to be a good one in Greenville you've been listening to the Pirate Radio Podcast an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio the voice of the Pirate Nation